And we're back, Jaws Buds, episode uh, 93, as always, your host, Spokesy, joined by not my good buddy, Mr. At State of Hoppy. He is not here today. He has um, other engagements. Uh, so I am joined by my other good buddy, Mr. Isha Jerome. Isha, how are we doing tonight? I'm doing awesome. I almost shaved my head to do a full-on hoppy impression, but I figured the bourbon mm. will suffice. Yes, I, I literally had like the razor, dude. Like I was, I like my whole head, like the shaving cream and all, and I was just like, ah, I'm not committed to this bit enough. And he probably would just not even find it funny. So, I mean, I like to, I like it better that you actually had the shaving cream. On I was, I was almost there because I cut my hair anyway. So I'm like, fuck it, I might as well just take it all off for. For a joke but i don't even think he's watching so whatever yeah no he's a little he's a little busy with other things that are a little <laughs> more important, so uh which we won't go into but i mean it's the most wonderful time of year yeah christmas whatever don't really care about that because it's the fucking world juniors the best hockey tournament every goddamn year and it is off to a wild start already two days in as it tends to do or it tends to be but um i think i guess realistically but when this if you're not tuning in live when you do when this does drop will be three or four days in but um most of this episode will be all world juniors probably the whole thing actually um talk about the uh the wild prospects that are taking parts um and i mean i'll just open the floor here where should we start because i believe you have not moved since the start of the tournament and you've been taking in every second of these games so i'll let you open it up here where do you want to start well let's just quickly because like we we actually have like a pretty pretty awesome game plan here and talking about the wild prospects who are participating there's obviously some mncaa you know minnesota, uh, minnesota college hockey pros or players and nhl prospects who are playing and then a ton of 2024 draft eligible players who some have been playing really good some we're like still looking for and seeing if they're even there but first of all i want to start with two things relegation is now one game not you know a three game series i want to hear your thoughts on that because that really you know for, for the teams like switzerland who sometimes take like the first game off and then like you know in the bank two and three solidify their position again next year this is going to be tougher for for those teams especially where like norway and germany are looking as good as as they are so let, let's just start with that like what are your thoughts on on, on the ihf changing that rule yeah i mean it makes it raises the stakes which we love but i mean it's a pretty it's basically a a foregone conclusion just based on how the groups ended up. I mean, Latvia, they're, they're going to be relegated, even though I like a lot of those players. They always play really well in this tournament this year. Not so much. These first two games have been rough. Um, so, I mean, they are, I, I would have been shocked if any other team that wasn't Latvia was uh, ended up getting relegated this year, which really sucks again. Cause like, also it doesn't matter where this tournament is. The fucking Latvia fans always oh, show yeah. up great numbers and they are absolute lunatics the entire game they'll be losing eight nothing and they are still in the stands going ballistic dude they were they Love were in my post game they live chat they oh, were in my yeah, post game live chat being like you didn't talk about this guy i'm like bro did yeah. you not watch the game like i told them they lasted one period and looked good in that that's all i can say <laughs> yeah yeah no i mean there's again just the way the groups ended up this year like they were just 
destined to pretty much get their dicks kicked in, which is exactly what's going on. Um, but they did play yeah, the top two teams in, in the tournament, though, in Sweden and Canada. You know, arguably the top two teams in the tournament to start, though, and they looked bad today. But like, I didn't think they looked horrendous against Sweden. I actually like praise Sweden for being like, oh shit, these guys can actually skate with us. Let's like just full on puck hog and tire them out, and it like worked perfectly because by the third, Lavio's done. Yeah, and I mean, Lafayette's MO every tournament is they're going to work harder than you. Yep. They are the hardest working team in this tournament year in, year out. And I mean, realistically, we can just jump right into it then. Like, they were given an absolute gift of a start against Sweden yep. with uh, Salmonson getting ejected like 10 seconds into the game. Bitch move, dude. Bitch move, too. I think that was the classic, like, Team Sweden tournaments in sweden he's all fired up and just can't help himself um immediately gets ejected puts latvia on a five minute power play and latvia just cannot get anything going at all can't get started can't get anything on the board sweden gets their first power play immediately scores uh and then i think they scored like two other power play goals in the first period i think um and from there it was just over they had to cap if they had any chance against Sweden in this game or in game one, they needed to capitalize on that power play. And I mean, they couldn't have even come farther away. They couldn't have had a worse start um, after just being given a gift like that. So it was kind of written in the, uh, that, yeah. I mean, once, once it wasn't just that they didn't score, it was just like the lack of like any real good chances. Yeah. That they Right, and they pretty much cut shut down the offense gap between them and Sweden is huge far from what it was last year where you know I think that was mostly Sweden shooting themselves in the foot the entire tournament I mean they didn't really show up kind of like the Americans last year either but holy shit has Sweden showed up this year we'll get into that more in a bit here last like preliminary thing I want to bring uh, to your attention three guys we might not talk about too much because they're not necessarily like prospects about to be drafted um and we'll dive into a lot of those but there's three players to start this tournament that have absolutely just impressed me and i say impressed me in the sense that like i didn't i wasn't expecting to be impressed by them this early and starting with well two slovaks in adam uh gajan gajan the goaltender who plays uh out of the green bay gamblers i'm pretty sure in uh, the ushl a uh, goaltender for slovakia um and Samuel Honzek, dude, they have been absolutely insane to start uh this tournament. And I have one more name on Czechia, but let's start with those two. I mean, th thoughts on both of those guys. Obviously, the goaltender, like he he saved them and won them the game today against Switzerland. Switzerland would have been up two nothing or two one if he didn't make those two saves in the third. Yeah, I mean, those are two players on. Two very fun players on a very fun team. Like the last couple I of years, Slovakia's had a major like push just in terms of like the type of prospects they're generating. Um, Samuel Hanzik, Nashville, or was it Calgary? I can't remember who he got drafted. Calgary, to. Calgary. I think it was Calgary, right? Yeah, Calgary. Uh, just came onto the scene last year, the WHL for Vancouver, and tore it up. Then he got hurt, I think, right after the World Juniors. Um, Maybe right before. I can't even remember. But he is a beast. He's huge. He moves really well. He can play center. He can play wing. He's got a fucking phenomenal shot. Tons of skill. So no surprise, really, that he's kind of popping off here. And again, that Slovakia team is just so fun to watch. They've got our boy, Servak Petrovsky, who's playing well. But Adam Guyon was the story of Slovakia last year. I mean, he almost 
single-handedly won them that game against Canada. He's just come up with save after save when they needed him. Um, so not all that surprised that they've played as well as they have. They really fucking took it to Czechia in game one. Um, and those two really stepped up big time, obviously. Another kid for Slovakia that I've loved for them, uh, Philip Meshar, the Canadians draft pick. Uh, last oh, year yeah. in the first round two years ago he's been phenomenal he was l- legitimately unbelievable in the first game against czechia um that but game I was the best game of the tournament so far like that that, that was, started yeah. it off with a bang dude and honestly i was up the whole night before watching boxing at 2 a.m because it was in japan so i didn't even sleep i was like i hope this game's not boring i'm gonna fall asleep and i was like holy shit yeah nope i'm up and i ain't going to bed <laughs> i ain't going to bed till later today because th- this game was unbelievable yeah I mean, and with um, with just because I mentioned him, I know he wasn't one of these three, but Philip Mayshar, that pass he made, just uh, Petrovsky on the first Petrovsky goal. Both goals in that game were slap shot one timers. My God, he's nasty, but like perfectly weighted sauce pass over two sticks, right on fucking Petrovsky's tape. Petrovsky just hammers it home. Um, he's been unbelievable. But Slovakia is so fun. Like they've got this mix of like. You've got a couple undersized guys who absolutely fly high motor, but like skilled a match and they play hard. Then you've got the big boys like Hanzik. Like that's such a fun hockey team. Um, and again, I was wondering what they would do this tournament. You know, they've lost a couple of the big dogs that are now playing either in the NHL or, um, or like, yeah, they are playing in the NHL at this point, but Adam Guyon, huge for them. Sam Hanzik beasts. Um, and they've got a couple of, I think rep six been playing really well. Um, the whole team are, is nasty. Yeah. They've just got a really fun high octane offense team. Um, and they are kind of like the team you don't want to end up playing in like the, the first medal round or whatever, like just because they can play with any team here. They're not necessarily one of the favorites or whatever, but, um, they are miserable to play against, and they can, again, they can, like, maybe not match up completely to, like, teams like USA and Canada, but they're more than they're more than capable of showing up on the day and beating you. So um, just another, just a really fun, fun team. Like, I think last year they are probably coming to the tournament, like, the tournament sweetheart. Everyone wants to see Slovakia do well. Anytime, like, a country has a push, like, a smaller country has a push where, like, they're generating all these prospects and they're playing really fun hockey, like, I think, that's always exciting, just so the world juniors, especially now that Russia can't take part. Um, the more teams that really like can play outside of like Canada, USA, Sweden, that's always good. So I love Slovakia. They've got a ton of players who I have a lot of time for. So no surprise that they've uh, started the tournament as well. Although I don't know if I actually would have seen them kicking the shit out of Czechia. Coming. No, I thought it was going to be way closer of a game. But yeah, second period yeah. on, they were just in total control. Um, and again, I, I, I dogged on Czechia a little bit day one because I was just getting so fucking pumped. And I was like, all right, here we go, Slovakia. And, and obviously supporting our boy Petrovsky. But another player who today and who didn't look that like he didn't look terrible in the in the loss to Slovakia. But today really just was like, I'm just going to lead the charge and absolutely dummy Norway was uh, the New York Rangers prospect, Yuri Kulich. Man, he is nasty. And like he Sabres. looks like a man amongst boys. Sabres prospect, yeah. He Sabres is prospect. Sorry, sorry, Sabres prospect. Fo- he's oh yeah, right. He's playing he, in Rochester. Right. Yeah, and he's lighting, he lit up the AHL last year. He's doing it again this year. Like he 
was so good. a guy who I definitely would have qualified as like one of the steals on draft day because he was playing. He was a little bit. I mean, he was pretty well known, but he was playing in the Slovakian <clears throat> league for Nietzsche or not Nietzsche. Who was he playing for? Oh, I can't remember. Maybe it was Nietzsche. Whatever. Um, but he has an absolute cannon. He is a prick to play against. He's come a long way just in terms of like a 200 foot game. But like for me, he was one of the guys that I had kind of like on that pre tournament, like all star team or whatever. Like I was like, that's one of the guys that if Czechia does anything, he's going to be one of the leading scorers just because of all the ice time he gets. I mean, he plays like 24, 25 minutes a game as a forward already. Um, played really well last year. No surprise that he's got that ha- was a hat trick today. Along yep. with Edward Shala, who looked unbelievable. Five points today. He was five insane. points today. Yeah. Um, so they desperately needed that win today, obviously, but like those big dogs showed up, especially unbelievable fucking game one, pretty much right in the beginning of the game. Uh Adam Yurisek, he's out for the tournament with an injury. Yeah. Last year, his brother, same thing, game one, had that major injury that ended his tournament and then missed a lot of time leading up to uh draft day or uh, not draft day because he got drafted the year before but um just a bummer it's crazy it's just like the two brothers got hurt on day one like one after the other so That's enough. they're gonna need a couple guys to step up and uh coolidge and uh Shale definitely uh definitely did today for them oh absolutely all right we'll get to uh We'll get to the wild prospects participating in the tournament here next, but first let's get to some of these comments. What's up, Jason? Good to see you, buddy. I think we need to talk talk about the noted prospect guru calling Perot the steal of the draft. Yes, this is is on our outline here. Um, Was it uh, Mike Grinelli saying that Gabe Perot is the steal of the draft? So we ask you, chat, and those listening on the podcast, was the disgrace to Canada, Mr. Perot, uh, the steal of the draft, or is it our boy Riley Height? I say disgrace to Canada because he chose to put on the American jersey versus the Canadian, even though he was born in Sherbrooke. So he's actually Canadian. But anyways, uh, Z, thoughts? Yeah, I, I, I mean, it was... It's a take. I mean, I think it was literally <laughs> what everyone was saying at the time. So it is what it is. I, I, I don't know. It, there's... Grinnell doesn't watch the dub. It's as simple as that, right? He doesn't watch the WHL, so what does he know? (laughs) Well, I mean, yeah, but the thing with Perot, too, is, uh, like, it's crazy. Like, I don't remember the last time three prospects played on the same team in junior, same college team, same country. Like, so it's like the BC line for Team USA. Like, those three dudes have been playing together for three years. Like, they've probably played. 150 games on the same wow. line. It's unbelievable. That's crazy. And I man. mean, like, so you've got Will Smith, Ryan Leonard. I love Ryan Leonard. He's such a good fucking player. Of course, he went to Washington. That suits. They are going to fucking love him because they have a miniature Tom Wilson. Not necessarily with the fighting, but my God, does he kill guys? Just tenacity. And he's probably got a whole lot more skill. He's he's got a phenomenal shot. He makes plays like. The prototypical power forward, but it's just crazy how those three have all played together for so long. And I mean, you can see the chemistry, obviously, when they're on the ice. Um, and I mean, BC, they've got like seven kids at World Juniors right now or something like that. 
insane. Yeah, dude, it's, 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 them, Michigan, like it's them, Michigan, and, and Gophers. That is that mm-hmm. is Team USA. Now it's not it's not a hundred percent them, but like there's a there's a few other players, but for the most part, it's it's them there. But let's quickly, you know, wild base podcast. Let's quickly just swoon over freaking Riley Height here for a second, man, because like I and I know you and Hoppy talk about him quite a bit, but like his his line is benefiting from how good he is too this year, which is unbelievable. He has the 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 twenty year old on the line, and then he's also has that newcomer as well. And all three of them are in the top five in WHL scoring, and Riley Height leading the charge. Like for someone like I grew up in Prince George, my first like eleven years of my life were were in Prince George, and I had such pleasure going and following that team, CN Center. But when I was there, they weren't necessarily a threat. Bufflin came through, which was cool to see. I don't, I was too young to like remember Char in his, his first year there, but saw Ham use come through and they were always competitive, but they never were like, they always got their ass kicked in either the first round of the playoffs or like, didn't, didn't, were just like barely made it. So I'm just like, so pumped as a former resident of PG to have like, just to know that like that city is going to like, they're supporting them win or lose. And I'm just so pumped that they get to see, you know, at least for like the in WHL terms, like a generational guy there who's going to be like 120 points if he's on this pace at the end of the season. It's unbelievable. And the wild fucking got him, man. It's crazy. Last pick of the second round. Insane. Insane. Um, insane. I mean, he had a ridiculous year last year, like 70 assists or something like that. I think he was top three in assists, top 10 in points in WHL as the draft eligible, which is already crazy. Um, the WHL right now is just producing insane talent, and they've got plenty more for the 24 draft. But yeah, Riley Height, that line's been insane. They've got a couple guys who have just monster points. Karchich, um, he's a 24 eligible. He's his stock is obviously like skyrocketing yeah. with how hot. Thank you, Riley Height. His, his, his family better be like this game as well. Yeah, his family better be like buying Riley Height some good Christmas presents. That's all I'm going to say, because he's about to make that kid some money. <laughs> it's unfucking believable But yeah, we're good. We're good. Prince George, <laughs> they're, they've got a bunch of guys who are just lighting up the score sheet every night. I mean, like Riley Height literally is just stepping on the ice and it's immediately his game. Like, and it's crazy. I mean, he's got all the points that he's got, but like every time he's on the ice, they're generating high danger chance after high danger chance. He's always in the right areas of the ice. He's always able to find the puck and he's a phenomenal passer too. So I'm not surprised he's lighting it up. I don't know if anyone would have seen this kind of like start for him. Cause I mean, he's already like, I think probably 30 points away from what he had all last year. And we are 30 games in. So it's crazy. Um, God, he's 63 he right now. Tear. 63 points right now, which is nuts. Yeah, 31 games, 32 games. Yeah, it's insane. Absolutely insane. Uh, um, but Canada, Canada didn't have Canada didn't didn't have room for him. Obviously, you know. But they had room for uh, for Mr. Wood, which hey, I'm not going to dog on the Nanaimo kid from my hometown, um, but where where I went to high school in Nanaimo. But uh, yeah, I feel like Riley Height would have been a better late pick. But anyways, um, no complaints, no complaints. 10 0 victory today. Let's go, uh, Sean. What's up, Sean? Uh, so the 2026 tournament is between Minnesota and Vegas. Yes, those are the, the finalists for making the bid. I'm sure a lot of people are going to be bummed if they pick Minnesota. <laughs> Dude, there's no way they can pick Vegas for this. I'm sorry. Like, Mariucci and the X is going to be absolute fire. And if if they do pick Vegas, like, I I, I don't know. I just, 
I, I would not understand it. I would not understand it. Like, there's time for Vegas. Vegas got a, a winter classic before a lot of these teams in the National Hockey League. Let's 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 pump the brakes on on the World Juniors for them at least a few more years. Yeah, I mean they're getting everything right now. They got the draft. They got the All Star game. They're talking about making every All Star game in Vegas, which like that make I, I don't have a problem with that because that means guys would probably actually want to go. No, um, that that's well. that's fine for sure. Yeah, and I get why why people would I guess be bummed out if they picked Minnesota over Vegas, but I mean there's no atmosphere that's going to be better than Minnesota for a World Junior tournament, like especially given like with how many fucking draft picks are going to be. Like how many Minnesota draft picks will end up in the fucking tournament every year? But um, yeah, I would love to see it back in Minnesota. Like that, you've got the Frozen Four this year too, which will be unreal. And you've got—I uh, mean, every year you've got the high school tournament, which is still insane to me. I need to make it out there for the uh, the tourney. Um, oh, it's—it awesome. still blows my mind. High school hockey—they've got twenty thousand in the building. It's unbelievable. Um, it, it, it like I said, it it rivals this tournament. Um, as but I feel like it rivals this tournament if you're there live. Um, like I I still think just because of everything you know with the TSN panel and Bob McKenzie and Co with with Gordon Miller and now Mike Johnson, who I have to say it took a couple years for them to get like some chemistry because the Ray Ferraro era with Gordon Miller is obviously over with his deal with ESPN. Mike Johnson and him have been fucking incredible this year. Like their chemistry is amazing. The 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 jokes and the banter and say what you want about Craig Button. I'm a fan of him. I know some people aren't in regards to his uh, his color commentary, but uh, everything that surrounds the World Juniors, as far as even its TV product, and I've had the pleasure of going, you know, a couple times uh, to go see them live. Um, but the experience going to the high school hockey tournament live is is on another level. Um, what I will say, another perk about it being in Minnesota, is like Mariucci's is a like a legendary arena and the X obviously has the seats and it's and it's great. That's where the wild play and they're in the same fucking area versus, you know, like Halifax and Moncton, two completely different cities. There's obviously some travel time between them. Vancouver uh, Island, Victoria and Vancouver. Well, you got to take a fucking ferry or seaplane. You know, this will just be logistically so much better as well. And it will be one of the few times where Canada will get the smaller arena. Unless do you think the U.S. team will be like, no, fuck that. We want Mariucci because like just the, the that atmosphere. Yeah, they don't get to choose. Sorry. <laughs> they, they get enough. They'll be fine. Uh, mean I'm Mark. Uh, just got out of the Iron Claw. I'm an emotional mess, and you surprised me with the live stream. Need a few minutes to collect myself. Then I got questions. All right, all right. Thank you so much for joining. Hockey from Home is here saying what's up. Uh, Sean saying Prince George sounds less painful than Prince Albert. It is. It is. <laughs> okay, <laughs> came back. Minnesota gets the World Juniors. Uh, have you seen more people float the idea of the X and the Ralph? Personally, I hate it. No decks want the World Juniors so they can have it next time. I was here in Duluth uh, over over the Ralph, but no, no, it has to be Mariucci and and the X. Um, I'm sorry if they do the Ralph and the X. As as beautiful as the Ralph is, that's a slap in the face, dude. Yeah, uh, they tried to do the World Juniors in North Dakota a while ago, and I think there was like. If I remember correctly, there was like some crazy storm. So like buildings were flooding oh, yeah. and shit. Plus, like I you're remember in that. the yeah. middle of nowhere. So I don't I don't know if they'll end up back in North Dakota. But if yeah, if Minnesota gets world juniors, they're gonna be they'll be staying in state. Yeah. Well, all these people are like, oh no, we're gonna do it. They're gonna do it at the Duluth Bar and whatever was it, 
Amsoil Arena? I was like, nah, dude. Amsoil, you think they're yeah. going to go to Amsoil versus Mariucci? Are you fucking high? Like, come on. Um, anyways, let's uh, let's turn the page here, guys. Keep the comments coming. We'll get to them as they come, or we'll, between segments, we'll we'll read them as well. But let's dive into Wild Prospects. Only three of them at the tournament this year. I have two of them doing very well. I have one... I'm just going to say it. I haven't noticed him at all. Let's start with Sweden. Let's start with Liam Ugrin coming off his surgery, playing a few games pro. Looks like he hasn't missed a beat. He's, in my opinion, the fastest skater that I've seen in this entire tournament, even up against Canada yet. Let me know your thoughts on his play. Yeah, he's looked real good, obviously. I mean, it was going to be hard to not look good when you beat Latvia 6 nothing. Tons of power play time. He had a real nice assist, was his one point. Um, but I mean, for Sweden, like B Stet and Lekaramaki have probably like stolen the show a little bit and on the back. And you've got Sandy and Palika, who's just unbelievable. He is a stud. He's lighting up the SHL this year. No surprise. Uh, but yeah, no, I mean, I thought Liam Ogren so far has looked good. He's kind of like filling out that captain role where I think it was cause I pulled up his, I was able to pull the underlying numbers for that game against Lafayette had four shots in it, but that's like 10 shot attempts or something like that. The uh, whole team though, like missed entries. the net a hundred times. Yeah. They were trying to yeah, go full Dion in, in Calgary. And even, even Bob McKenzie on the panel was like, it, it's crazy. Cause like the, the ice of the, or the, the glass of these tournaments, it's like a different material than NHL one. And it makes a louder noise. And he's like, I was literally like jumping like every single time I hit the glass. Cause I, they're, they're listening on the headsets. And he's like, it was so fucking loud. And it was like, bing, 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 like five shots in a row. <laughs> yeah. They've got a couple kids that can just fucking bring it with those shots too. Let that like Lekromaki's first goal is an absolute dart right off the fucking face off of the power, play, like three seconds. in. um, but I mean, yeah, it it's kind of tough to to really judge Sweden so far through one game. I mean, I picked them to win the tournament at the home ice. They've got such a well balanced roster where, where like they've got guys that pretty much can do everything. They have a bunch of real good defenders. They've got the high end offensive defenders or defensemen. Then you've got your forward lines. You've got responsible two way guys. Liam Ogren has is is like evolved his game from like when his draft year he was pretty much a pure sniper like he scored like 32 even strength goals in 33 games or something like that um it was like setting records at j20 just for scoring goals but i mean the last two years now he's been like developing his playmaking skills he's not just us and my internet's about to go out again i love that for me um but He's also kind of come a long way just in that two-way game too, where like he's on retrieval, getting pucks in the D zone, he's helping out defensively. Like he just plays a well-rounded game at this point. So I think the sky's the limit for him. But yeah, I thought he looked good. Um, and we'll see what uh what he looks like. What are they playing tomorrow? Who do they have tomorrow? I'm gonna pull that up again. I guess that game will already have uh, uh Canada? Germany, dude, which Canada. I'm excited for. And Germany. I was saying in our oh, I was saying in our part. recap, uh at, like our day two recap, I was on live a little bit earlier. I was saying based on how good Germany played today and then beating the Finns for the first time in, in history. Now they're one in 25 against the Finns. Let's go, baby. I'm, I'm very interested to see how good Sweden is. And on the other side, how good Germany is going up against arguably like the best team. So I'm actually, I went from being like, you know, it's a world junior hockey game. So obviously I'm excited for it to like really interested in it now. Yeah. I mean, that game today, Fin I mean, Finland's done. They are pretty much eliminated already. So, like, there's no way it's that hilarious. Like, their that loss was catastrophic. They've just been bad. Um, 
Yeah, but we'll talk about Kublai. Kublai like, has been fine. He's been he's playing. Like, he's not playing bad. He's not playing good. Like, it's just right in the middle. But, jeez, have they been. That loss today was insane. I mean, like, they, they were gifted plenty of opportunities. They just kept giving up leads. And they, that was brutal today. So, yeah, we'll see what Germany looks like against Sweden tomorrow. I have a funny feeling that they're going to fucking roast them, though. Like, I, I have a funny feeling Sweden's going to put up another six seven spot on germany wouldn't surprise me whatsoever um but who knows i mean germany they played well today i mean they've got a bunch of guys who can just wheel like they've got a bunch of phenomenal they play super hard they play Who's quick the- everyone on that team flies um Viet oswald be is a motherfucker dude oh yeah no they've got yeah they've got a couple pricks on that team too um but yeah, Granny's I mean, right. They, they, they may as well have won the tournament with how happy they were. Let's say they made history today. First time in that program's yeah. in the, at the under 20 program level that they beat Finland. That's huge, right? And that's another thing what I love about these tournaments, right? Like you see some of these teams like get a win for the first time in like 14 to 15 years, and they're just like, you know, we we've accomplished one, like we've checked one of the boxes. Obviously, winning is what every coach says, but then you have like it's the Switzerland old coach, you know, Mr. Exactly that. Who's like, every team's better. <laughs> and as long as yeah. they win a game or two, then, you know, they're, they're happy. So, um, no, go, going back to, uh, uh, captain line. And though he just has been kind of non-existent and he's been, and today he was on the ice for, for three goals against, which I mean, not his fault necessarily, but you, you don't want to see one, at least see him involved in the plays that matter. Not the ones that are hurting your team. Yeah, I mean, I think when he's been able to get on the puck, he's generally making the right play. It's just not like any game-breaking play. Like, today, he didn't even have a shot on goal. Like, they just looked terrible today. They couldn't get anything going. They could barely string a pass together. Um, and Germany just took advantage. Uh, and, I mean, Finland, they haven't got the goaltending either. Like, come, it's great. Like, come, And this is, like you said, this is why the World Juniors is the best. Like, it never fails, other than that stupid-ass fucking summer tournament two years ago. That was the worst <laughs> hockey tournament of all time. What a joke. That sucked so bad. But Almost as um, bad as the World Cup of Hockey. If every I, if I year, the in. first few days, there is some huge storyline that's very fun and exciting. Where there's, like, a new team winning yep. a game. But, like, it's just because... And it matters. Like, these games matter. Like, obviously, there are teams who just never win in group play. Um, and with relegation, it, it matters. So it was really cool to see uh, how excited Germany was. I mean, like last year was Latvia doing the same thing. Um, and this year it looks like Germany is that has that kind of uh, the storyline there. But um, God, Finland, like coming into the tournament, they were the ones who was like, don't sleep on Finland. They're going to be a disruptor. They're going to make noise. I mean, tough start to get Canada in game one. But, I mean, they were never really in that game. The one thing I will say is the 2024 prospect, Hellenius, did look really good for them against Canada. No one really looked very good against fucking Germany today, especially the goaltender. Um, <laughs> but it's just crazy. Like, I, I I, wouldn't have been surprised, I guess, if they, like, played poor and only won by one or two goals. They generally, like, very rarely does Finland, I feel like, blow out teams in group play, even if they're, like, miles better. But like the loss today, just the way they lost was crazy. Cause I mean, they've got, they give up the first goal. They immediately get back into it, take the lead, give up a goal, take the lead. It's like you had the opportunity. It was right there. They just could not get anything going despite just being. Yeah. And then when Germany game. tightened it up so. with like eight, eight minutes left, that, that, that was another cool thing that I noticed was like, 
And I described it as like Germany at that point, like they, they downloaded enough data and they weren't as tired as maybe Finland hoped that they would be. And they were just like, we can lock it up here. And Oh, you're not, you're not able to, you know, capitalize and our goalies actually playing because it wasn't like Finland, like peppered like 20 shots on them at the end of the, the, the period. It was like, it was still pretty even. Right. And so I was just super impressed with how Germany was like, all right, we're not playing offensively anymore. We're not playing at the pace we played at throughout this game. We're just going to tighten it up. And Finland just could not do anything. And obviously like uh, Germany's goaltender, he helped them out in, in a few cases. Like I, I, have to give credit where credit is due to Finland, at least stepping it up a little bit at the end there. But no, man, the only time Swinland or uh, Finland stepped on the gas was when they went up and then it was just, and then it was just over. And yeah, Germany had them there, but uh, last but not least, Servak Petrovsky. I mean, we know how good of a prospect he is. A lot of people on Twitter have been finding, have been dogging him for his OHL play. Oh, he's not over point per game in the OHL. He, he only rises to the occasion in uh, international play. And though he's definitely a standout in international play, I mean, I went back and watched some of his tape in the O and like, he seems like he's doing really good, you know, it, from, from my perspective. I mean, um, yeah, I want to hear from you. Yeah. I mean, this year in the OHL, it's just been a little bit inconsistent. If anything, I mean, Owen sounds an okay team. They're not great. Um, but the last few weeks he's played really well. He's, he's right over a point per game now. Um, last year he was like just under or just at a point per game um, with how good his shot is, how good of a skater is just and how solid of an all around player he is. I think he probably just leaves a little bit to be desired. Just like looking for, he should be producing a little bit more than he has been this year. But again, it's just like a consistency. Like he'll go one week where he's playing just terrible. He's right. dash two dash three, like one shot on net, but then he kind of just has, like a week or two where he's putting up two points per game. He's killing penalties. Like he's everywhere. And I mean, the thing with him is we saw in game one, like that slap shot and like he just generates so much power. Um, and it's so accurate. He's got a great shot, but again, like he just does a lot of things, a little, little a lot of little things really well. If the, even when the, um, you know, the points aren't jumping off the page, but he's been so good for them uh, so far. Obviously got Slovakia player of the game in game one. In that game against Czechia with this three-point effort. Um, he's just a solid all-around player. It's, it's just like it is he's crazy that watch. he ended up going 185th overall. But yeah, no, in terms of the OHL, I think it's just been a little bit inconsistent, if anything. Um, and you probably just at some point are sitting there waiting for him to kind of like take over a game every once in a while. But um, I mean, he he fits into the Slovakian team so well just because they have a bunch of guys who were able to do like they were able to make the high end plays, but then they've got a lot of guys who are really good just with like little details of the game. They play the right way. Um, but he's just got this mix of like tools in terms of the skating, the skill, the passing, how smart he is. He had like four takeaways the other day. Um, and that's how he got his second goal. He had a defensive takeaway at the blue line. Odd man rush feed is fed a one timer slot uh, in the slot goal, but he's just been solid. I mean, he just kind of checks every box. He does everything really well. So, um, again, not really surprised. He was always going to be one of those go-to guys there for Slovakia. So, um, yeah, it's been fun to watch. He's, he's awesome. He's such a good prospect. Uh, Joseph's joining us from Slovakia right now. What's up, man? Thank you so much for stopping by. And he says, after today, uh, Adam Gajan, he saved us, dude. He did. He did. We talked about that in the opening, uh, the opening segment as well. Um, 
And he says, his opinion, he's an incredible talent, and he won the match for us today. That's exactly what we said, dude. We said Switzerland would have won that game if it wasn't for uh, the goaltender. And Z was singing his praises earlier in the show. So uh, so go back and listen to that. A couple other comments here, then we'll get into some of the uh, MNCAA players. That's our Minnesota college hockey players who are in the tournament. Uh, mean Mark saying Russo and Smith have talked me off the cliff regarding Europe, potentially signing an extension in Russia. Hated the idea at first, but realized he will actually get to play if he stays. We won't spend too much time on this Z because we'll, we'll keep uh, the world junior uh, train going. But to quickly touch on it here, uh, even if you didn't have a chance to read that article yet, um, were you happy? Were you indifferent with hearing the news of or no news of a Europe extension? Yeah, I mean, I think initially I was like, God damn it, not again. I think just <laughs> being being involved with like the Minnesota any time a Russian extends, you're like, oh fuck, here we go again. <laughs> here we go um, again. Yeah. But re- I mean, realistically, it's the right move because if he comes over this, it's the same idea as when who's a Dinov resigned for two years with Ska, like, and now he's with Sochi, obviously. But um, like if he were to come over on this contract, like he wasn't, he's not going to be coming over and playing top six minutes in Minnesota. Don't really know how valuable it's going to be for him to go from like KHL to AHL. So it's just him developing other areas. He's still super young. Same with who's and same with Ogren. If he wants to sign again, um, in Sweden, like there's no real guarantee that they're going to be NHL ready or just like, well, I mean, not even just NHL ready, but especially ready to play like a major top six role with tons of ice time. Like it's going to be a big adjustment either way. So uh, KHL is a really fucking good league and it's a pretty good league. Now that he's playing like 15, 20 minutes a night, he's playing center, he's playing wing, he's in the top six, he's generating crazy points this year. Like not a bad idea to let him continue to develop over there since he's getting the ice time. If it was the case or again, like last year, or he was just getting scratched every game or getting two shifts a game, then I would do everything I would do everything possible to get him over early. I would pay the fee, whatever they want to get him just to North America, get the fuck out of there. Cause it, like three years of just being benched for no reason would, I mean, have like, yeah, we'd rather see him play major detriment to your development. So yeah, yeah. I, it's at that point. Um, you just have to get him out of there. But he's playing a lot, playing other top six. It's another year of him uh, developing. I mean, this is the first year he's played with like regular ice time in three years. So like, not a bad plan to let him to go develop over there for like a year or two. Um, and then hopefully when he does come over, he's just about ready to uh, play in the NHL. Absolutely. Uh, Sean was touching on the the World Junior uh, hosting conversation there saying world junior tournaments in canada i imagine is different because most of the fans are invested in the home team the high school tourney is just uh people who cheer for either team when they score and i'll say for the most part yes but but i will push back and say because there was a cool story in uh, victoria um i i actually went to college uh, on vancouver island and in victoria university of victoria and i actually lived like 10 minute walk away from where the royals play and at the save on food center and that's where uh, group B in the, the States and a lot of other, well, who else was it? I don't remember all the teams that were in group B, but the States was like the, the headliner, the best team in the group. And Kazakhstan was in that series. And what I will say, Sean was the people of Vancouver Island supported the Kazakhs. Like no, like they were team Canada. We sold out the Jersey sales um, for all the Kazakhstan jerseys. And when they played the States and when they played, I think Finland was also in, in the, in the group when they played Finland, sold out i couldn't because usually i was able to like go and grab like a 
like a last minute ticket and go there right away. I couldn't get into any Kazakhstan game because they adopted them as like their own. And when they scored, they only scored one goal of that tournament, but even TSN put it on their like top 10 highlights of the year when can't like the, the arena lost their mind when Kazakhstan scored one goal in that tournament, they were throwing shit on the ice. Like it was absolutely insane. So I will say that you are right. People for the high school state tournament, they're going there just for like a full day of hockey. Like, at the end of the day, like they're, they're just supporting the game, but it's, I will push back and say that the Canadians do just support the, the game in general as well. And, and they'll find uh, teams that aren't just the Maple Leaf um, to support. But uh, one thing that I'm finding about the States is the ESPN is really fucking this country over. Like I had no idea that the world juniors was only exclusively on NHL network and that ESPN doesn't even care to show it on like ESPN plus somewhere because of all these bowl games. Like even our boy, Alex Micheletti was like, well, of course I wasn't watching hockey yesterday. I was watching the Gophers bowl game. And, and for me, that's crazy, man, for growing up in Canada. Cause like the whole week shuts down in Canada. Like I, like my university professors would cancel the first week of classes and come to the bar and drink with us instead of, you know, going on with their daily lives. Cause that's how important the tournament is for, for Canadians. So it was, it's interesting now that I'm here two years in a row learning that uh, the tournament is for hardcore hockey fans, uh, like a real thing and, and just as enjoyed and enjoyable for them as Canadians. But for the most part, I'm finding that because it's not as easy to watch that Americans are really missing out and it's not as big of a cultural event as, as it is up in Canada. It's weird for me how... Because and again, because it's exclusively on NHL network and not on cable, how Amer American hockey fans outside of the hardcores and everyone in this chat here is a hardcore. I'm not talking about you guys, but uh, how bowl games are more important than hockey this week in particular, which blows my mind because I was saying Canada shuts down the week that it's World Juniors, and I get it. Football's different here than in Canada. Hockey is our religion, but. I like I'm, I'm you know how many links I've had to send to people who I'm like dude like you cover the sport and you're not watching this like what's going on so it's been a culture shock for me yeah I mean I think that's I mean I that'll will quite literally never change like there's the hockey's never the world junior tournament especially is never gonna overtake like bowl games or whatever I fucking hate watching football I realistically watch like hockey and premier league soccer at this point uh so like they don't really need to do anything to get me. They've already got me. I'm already hooked. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, NHL Network's always had the rights. Um, so yeah, I, I don't see that ever changing. I ESPN hockey last two years, it's like been hit or miss with me, I think. But I mean, they're kind of trying almost. But yeah, I, I, I don't really see the World Juniors ever. In, like Even when it's in the US, like really the only games that are crazy with the US are like the metal games. Um, right like meanwhile in canada it's insane and yeah like, like i, I feel like cool the lone wolf in our group chat they thought it was <laughs> sick to win the fucking bullshit summer world juniors i couldn't believe how many dickheads from canada were fucking tweeting at me suck on that you loser and i was just like i i, I looked at the fucking profiles like you are 46 years old like you actually should get help like this isn't one of those it like Canadians are always like, oh, this is how see how it mat how much it matters to Canada, like group games sold out, like go crazy. And I'm like, this is actually not a cool thing. Like they should be embarrassed <laughs> if you're just finding random American Twitter accounts to be like, ha, fuck you. 
like that's just Not get individuals. help or this like go take your son outside or something i don't know like this is really freaking weird. um yeah in america I imagine. yeah yeah there you go um yeah i don't think it's ever gonna change like i don't really see world juniors ever because like, like people do care about it in the metal games but like especially the week of christmas in the middle of the day like no one's really gonna go crazy yeah, so that that's just it's not because for oh, me it was like our, our parents because we have Boxing Day in Canada, which is like Black Friday. It's like a, the day after Christmas where everyone you know goes and buys shit because there's deals or returns or Christmas presents or whatever. And then the tradition is the parents go and do their shopping, the kids stay at home and and watch hockey. And uh, yeah, it was again it, it's a culture shock. And I hope ESPN someday. I hope the IHF and their deal with the fucking NHL network expands to ESPN being able to show the TSN stuff. But uh, me and Mark, we'll fire through the rest of these comments because I know we, we won't have a, as long as a sh- of a show as you and Hoppy usually go, like two and a half, three hours, you freaking mutants. We got shit to no, do tonight. So let's just we'll quickly fire through some of these comments and then we'll talk a little bit about the college players and we'll highlight some of the 2024 eligible guys. We don't even have to go through the whole list we have here, Z, because quite frankly, some of them haven't really shown up I, at all. Yeah. Um, but anyways, me and Mark... Uh, Gadjum was fantastic last year too. Yep. Happy to see he's still continuing to impersonate a brick wall, but of course he's a freaking Blackhawks prospect. I know, dude, when I looked him up, I was like, fuck! Fucking Blackhawks prospect. <laughs> oh my god. Um, does he still play? I thought he played for Green Bay. Nope. Uh, is Murat coming over next season or the season after, says Horror Docs. What's up, Horror Docs? Season after? Uh, hopefully. Well, I mean, this is the second year, or oh my god, second year, right? I mean, second extension last. Second year, second year. Like two extension last year. This is year two, right? Yeah. Am I going nuts? No, just time's flying, dude. Either way, time's flying. You're not going nuts. It's going quick, dude. He, uh, well, I don't know. Like the more I think about it the less surprised I'd be if he does do like another year over there. But at this point after getting traded, um, I wouldn't be surprised if he just comes over after this deals up. So um, that'll be interesting to see kind of where he ends up fitting in. It's just like Minnesota's like their cap situation and the guys they have locked up with how few spots are available. It's just such a weird, like, roster construction with contracts and everything the thing with who's is you don't need him to come over and be like a top six guy like he can play like he's an excellent two-way forward so if you need to play him like 10 to 12 13 minutes a game on like the fourth line getting yeah. some offense maybe like jump up third line here like he can play that role it's typically yeah it's not like an adam beckman situation where like you need him to be in an offensive position or else yeah it's not he, really gonna he, work if you have him on the fourth line you're probably loving it to be honest but um so it, it's just that's different than a guy like Yurov. I mean, Yurov plays, a, he's a very good defensive forward, but like if you have him on your team, you're not like leaning on the defense, hopefully, uh, because you're missing out on like the best parts of his game. But who's a Dinov can play realistically any role. So I wouldn't be surprised if he does come over. But again, the more I think about it, just with how this roster is kind of constructed, I do like, wonder if it makes sense to let him do another year. But I think at this point, probably with two extensions already have ha- having been signed. Like they probably want to have him come over probably about that time. I'm, I'm so pumped, man. He's, he's one of my favorite wild prospects. And um, I found, I found a site, the same site I watch for world juniors, by the way, that shows all KHL, all SHL, everything in 4k. 
And so I've been like circling all the games now for the rest of the year to watch uh, Marat play because, yeah, he's so much fun to watch. Uh, Sean, that's so interesting, man, that ESPN Plus had the Canadian-US warm-up game, but not the actual tournament. It must be like a, a deal with the IHF and the NHL network because the IHF has a deal with TSN as the exclusive broadcast. And obviously, ESPN has a deal with TSN where they can use any of their catalog on their ESPN Plus platform. But I imagine there's like the middleman is obviously the IHF who owns the content. So I'm just sure it's just like it's a political business that's not allowing it. And without the demand from the states, especially during the bowl game time and, and the holidays, I imagine it's just it's all that wrapped in one. Um, Gunton Granny saying, I think ESPN, yeah, showed, they'd have to do some digging to find some guys that work for ESPN that would be able to do the World Juniors. No, no, they would just broadcast TSN. See, that's what I'm saying. Like ESPN, oh, is, oh gotcha. They, yeah, yeah, they, yeah. They, they by contract can can broadcast anything that TSN shows unless right, yeah. there's a clause, right? Unless there's a clause. And I'm guessing the IHF has a clause there because they, in the States, they're exclusive broadcasters, NHL network, right? It's. I just shake my head. I just shake oh, my head. And I struggle oh, with this. All, like, Z, like on, uh, like, obviously, I cover combat sports, and there's this one league that has a different broadcast deal with every different country. So it's like, yeah, it's on ESPN, but when they're in England, it's on fucking Fubo. And when they're in Canada, it's on friggin'. And it's just like, I get that you're making money on different revenue streams, but you're, you're fucking over your viewers because, like, there's no way that I'm going to deal with this shit, you know, and, and watch all these events if they're not in one spot. So. Right. Um, Gun saying, I think from what he showed in last year's games, uh, Gajan earned his spot. He has such a big heart. He's definitely, uh, definitely impressed me, man. Definitely impressed me. Um, and yeah, Stone Skate Game and ESPN has analysts that don't even think hockey is a real sport, which is crazy. Um, Yaroslav Halak, the best goaltender for sure. This is how I know we have a Slovak in the in the chat here, dude. Halak was so much fun to watch, man. <laughs> Looks great for me in Boston. There you go. There you go. I'm a sorry that uh, Dvorsky didn't show his talents in the OHL. He did well this season. I hope he'll show it at the World Championships. Um, if Murat comes over, he could replace Dewar maybe on that fourth, third, maybe if he stepped up. Uh, da, 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 da. Gun tone, Granny. I will. Uh, I'll put it in the live chat here for you. Uh, da, 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 da. Murat is coming after this season, barring an extension, of course. Gary Thorne, get him to do the World Juniors. They got him to do the Minnesota High School Tournament like 10 years ago. I'd be all right with that. Uh, going into 2024-25, who did the Wild pick to re-sign, Pat Maroon or Brandon Duhame? Well, I mean, us here being big Brandon Duhame fans, I would love to see Duhame come back, but uh, what do you think is best for the team, Z? Yeah, I mean, Duhame, but I, I wouldn't be shocked if neither one of them get re-signed just with, I mean, the cap will go up a little bit this year, nothing crazy, and then you're not going to want to overpay either one of those guys um, to play in, like, your bottom six or your realistically right. your fourth line, even though Maroon does jump up and play on that third line with, like, Felino sometimes. But, and um, he's looked fine doing so this season, to be perfectly honest. Played well. He's been good this year. So. As much as I hate to say it... He looked better than Reeves did as a big boy there. <laughs> yeah, that made you sad, eh? Yeah. And it's even worse that Toronto fans are just fucking digging his grave, man. They hate him. They they didn't respect him like we did here in Minnesota. Most well, of us. Yeah. Um <laughs> All right, let's let's just quickly uh highlight some of um college players, particularly playing in the Minnesota 
or playing Minnesota college hockey. Um, Jimmy Snuggerud looked great in the American game against Norway after, you know, the first period where the Americans were still kind of sleeping and Norway was out skating them at some points. Um, leave it to leave it to a Minnesota boy for bringing the boys back into it. Oliver Moore looked okay. Um, we got a list here. Z you got it in front of you. What, what are some other guys you want to highlight uh, from Minnesota college hockey scene who've been impressing you or for, or to those who are watching us live on YouTube right now, who to keep your eye on uh, for the remainder of the tournament. Uh, I mean, just looking at like the Minnesota guy, I mean like Sam Renzel hasn't really played a whole lot. Uh, I think he's got like 10, 12 minutes. Steve Booyam, I love, I think he's like, he's one guy we had at smart scout we had our, uh, midterm rankings for the 24 drafts and he made our top 10. He is so good. Like playing over at Denver, obviously I know it's not Minnesota, but, um, he is such a fucking good player. I think he played like 15, 16 minutes against Norway. Just looks steady. Um, but he can fucking bring it. He's such a goddamn good player. He's one of my favorites in college hockey. Um, and then, like you said, Oliver Moore barely is going to, he hasn't really played a whole lot. I think he played like five minutes against Norway. Um, but that was not to be, that was, I mean, that was expected. So I'm not overly surprised there. Uh, Isaac Howard, we don't, consider uh minnesota anymore because i think he's at michigan state now um and i mean the, yeah snuggerud looked really good like he just that shot is a joke um dude and i mean again Rocket. not a michigan not a minnesota guy but gavin brindley's a stud two goals against norway like he's such a fucking good hockey player so it was him and snuggerud that that led the charge in i, I don't want to it's weird it wasn't a comeback but it felt like it because like no one expected norway to look that good i mean your boy looked good your boy who you claim to be swedish i mean he looked he looked fine even though he didn't score nygaard um but it was just it was wild for me how they were skating Honestly, man, as quick or quicker than the Americans. And I'm, I'm going to attribute some of it to the Americans just being like, oh, shit, did not expect these guys to, to be that good. And then they started to get their game going in, in the second and third. But like Norway was was laying them out. They were they were playing more of a physical game, too. So it took a little bit for the Americans to wake up. But as soon as they started scoring, you know, like like you said there, um, yeah, they, they they were able to take over that the game. But uh, no, both those guys impressed me the most for the Americans thus far. Yeah, for sure. I mean, like. USA tends to do this too in like the first game of the tournament. So I wasn't like overly surprised. Norway's going to have the juice in game one. Um, and again, they just played really fucking well. Even, even when they started giving up the goals, I still thought they played well the whole game. Like they worked their yep. fucking bags off. Um, but my boy, uh, Michael Bronseg Nigord, uh, I only say he's Swedish because he plays in Sweden. Like that's yeah, so no, I, I cover the Swedish region. <laughs> so I, he, he's my draft son. He has been fucking phenomenal in both of the games for Norway. Obviously, they're not going to win any of these games. So it's always going to be tough for him to get on the score sheet. But like he has such a fucking high ceiling. Like his shot of skill, his shot is his insane. Shot, dude. insane. He's good at everything. Like, and he can play anywhere in your lineup and he will play the same exact way. He's going to be effective wherever he, but like a strong tournament, like he's already in pretty much everybody's 10 to 15 range. Like if he had, if he continues to have a strong tournament, even if they don't win any games, he doesn't necessarily like light up the score sheet, like a strong tournament could see him start creeping into a whole lot of top tens come like come June. So just one of my favorite, well, probably top three favorite player in this draft. Um, and they've got a yeah. couple draft eligibles too. And they, they're all just playing. It's it, they play hard and like yeah, they just don't have that game breaker. Um, 
and they just they obviously don't match up against against the other big dogs. But um, again, Bronsag Nygård's been really good these first couple of games for Norway, even though he hasn't found the score sheet. Um, he had two awesome opportunities yeah. today, dude. Like, and, and he had like he he I, just off the top of my head, he probably had some in the first game too. But this game in particular, there was one cross ice pass when they were set. And it got through traffic, but like the goaltender tracked it and he was in, he was in perfect position. And then there was one like close range shot um, where he had like a nifty move, got like totally confused the defender and tried to shoot it in, in close. But again, the goalie was tracking it the whole time. So like you said it, he's had opportunities and I hope he gets rewarded with at, at least a couple in the tournament that shows like if people and then the scouts and, and everything dig into the stats go, okay, well like look at all his chances, you know, because of the competition and, you know, being the team that, that it is without that, that tier up in skill, like they, they should see the value in him. And and I was saying it yesterday on the, uh, on the, the post game sh- or day one wrap up. And, you know, I was, I was, you know, swooning because it, it had just happened, but I was saying that, man, if this team had like two, three, four guys who are just even, even one step above who are even on the Slovakia, Czechia, you know, tier of like, you know, the really good players on those team, they could have they could have given the the states even more run for their money and like dragged this into like the final minute. So, um, really really excited to see teams like Norway, like Switzerland, like Germany have good showings. Like we said in the opening segment, because that's what makes this tournament so special. And on the flip side of it, when you see a team go like three goals down, four goals down, you you almost know that like oh fuck you you fucked up and it's hard to come back because <laughs> the 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 shit's just going to continue to roll down the hill. And we saw that today with Latvia and Canada. Yeah, fucking Latvia, but um, it's crazy. Like and with. I, I just call him MSB Brands or MSB MBS. It's a long uh, name. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but like the thing with him too is great. Like the Alsvenskan this year, the Swedish version of like Division Two, I guess. But like he, like his numbers don't look phenomenal. But he legitimately, I have never watched a draft eligible with worse puck luck. It's insane. That's apparently just continuing in this fucking. Yeah, dude, too, that's but. hilarious. You mentioned that because that's exactly what I would say. Like. Even in defeat today, he he could have had two goals. He could have had two goals. Um, yeah, yeah. All right, last so last segment of the show here, and people were asking me about it yesterday. And I was saying, just wait till Judd's buds, because because we got you, we got you. What are some twenty twenty four draft eligible players that have impressed you, and some that we should uh, keep our eyes on? Um, I'll let you just take take it away, and uh, if I have any comments on any of the players, because I did take some notes on some that have impressed me thus far. I'll. Uh, well, I'll fill in on the color, the color side, but uh, take it away. Yeah, um, I mean the the one that's not surprising at all. Canada's best player by far is Macklin Celebrini. I mean, he's going to go first overall in this draft. It probably won't be a huge discussion. There are some guys who could flirt with having similar type ceilings, but I mean, I think at this point, like he's already. The totals, the, the the points he's racking up in college hockey is insane, and then he's just bringing. I think what he have five, four points, five points today. Yeah. Um, I mean, again, whatever. Like Latvia, you can say what you want, but I mean, it's him making these plays happen. Like he just ch- again another guy that just does everything so well. He's unbelievable off the rush. His shot is a joke. Um, he plays hard. Like he's phenomenal. So like. If he scored Canada's, in Finland too, right? He scored in the Finland game, and that that's more yeah. like credit than scoring however many times he did in Latvia, right? Right. Uh he scored yeah, he scored his first goal against uh, uh Finland. Um 
so realistically, I think no one's really surprised that he's playing as well as he is, and yet and he's like got the point total that he has. Um, because if they're gonna do anything in this tournament, they need Celebrini to uh just do his thing every game. Um so yeah, that's leading not surprising in at all. Too. Yeah. Um, and then again, Z Booyum, I love I just love this player. Like on the back end for USA, played good minutes past couple of games, looks steady, and again, like when he's at like the season he's having at Denver too, like he is lighting it up. He's holy shit, twenty five points. Wow. Yeah, he's a beast. But and again, like where shit, like Finland has just been brutal, and they are essentially out of the tournament already. Uh, but I still think Consta Hellenius has been so fucking good these for these two games, um, and also like one of the youngest players in this tournament, one of the youngest in the draft class. He's in that top six. He's played well at every international tournament he's been to. Finland. He's been probably their best player so far these first two games. Whether that's saying a whole lot, who knows? But that seventeen-year-old uh, Emil Hemming. Hemming, he's also been. He he was. I put both of them as the, the the best two players for Finland right now. He's gotten assist on the tournament, and he's been looking better than the Minnesota Wild boy. Yeah, I mean, he his game's going to be better suited to this kind of tournament. Like he is, he's top six or he's nothing. And like he's yeah. had a really good year this year too. So he's climbed a whole lot of rankings. Um, and Emil Hemming, the the winger for Finland, but um, I I still like Constantinus. I'm so curious to see where he ends up going in this draft because he's played phenomenal in Liga this year. He's producing. Um, he plays a good two way game. He's he kind of another guy that. Just the the thing with this draft is it's so many players who just are very tools. Like they're all just toolsy. Like they have like yeah <laughs> skating skill. Like it's all it's just like the hockey IQ. Sometimes some guys it goes away, but with him he's got it in spades. So I think he's been a one of the only bright spots for Finland. Um, I was excited. To, I was excited to see Yersek. Sucks that he got hurt, just like his brother in the first game. Um, let me pull it up again. I had a list here. Uh, I'll be curious to see how people feel about the kid from Switzerland who stink off. Um, yeah. Great name. Uh, another guy, but he's, he's, he's definitely worth watching. Like he's just an interesting player. Um, see. I thought Mugly too for Switzerland. I thought like every, dude, Switzerland looks so fucking good today. It was just, it was a shame. They just couldn't capitalize. <laughs> yeah. Moogly. He's, he's and another kid that, you know, he's going to go. And he didn't sector. play much. Today. Probably, he didn't play much today, but, but definitely, uh, definitely noticeable. Yeah. And I mean, he's probably going to go somewhere like third, fourth round. I think like he, again, another guy that's got a whole lot of skills and he's just he, like the fact that he's as good of a defender as he is. And he skates that well, like he's a guy that's going to be able to kind of step in it whenever he makes it the NHL. I think he'll play for a long time and like maybe not a guy that you'll notice every game, but, but that's a, a good super thing. Low maintenance. Yeah. 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 So, exactly yeah. so. Um, yeah, no, I think he's been good. Um, he looks good in the pre-tournament games too. Hell yeah. Um, all right, before we get to the last few comments here, Z, and maybe just give one or two takes on the Wild's recent play. So far, you know, rating, I know we're only two days in, but you you can, you see a lot in two days because those are when the games are jam-packed, right? Um, has has this tournament, you know, reached the expectations so far that, you, that you've set watching it and has it been more enjoyable than last year? 
Yeah, I mean, it's it's tough two days in, but like just the fact you've already got a game in Germany and Finland that went the way that it did. Um, again, any time that Slovakia plays well, I'm excited because they're yeah. very fun to watch and they're a very easy team to root for. Um, and they've got more younger players coming through the ranks too, so they're going to be here for a long time. Um, so I would say, I think last year was just fucking wild, so it's going to be tough to top that one, but um, yeah, I mean, it's fulfilled what we were all hoping for, I think. Like Again, we're two days in, so we'll see, um, especially as we get like usually days three, four, or five or whatever is like when we start seeing some really good matchups in the group play. Um, and, and some separation of like who yeah, are the exactly. real teams and those who are, you know, they're going to fight for relegation, right? Yeah. And I mean, it's always tough trying to get like a good idea of what's actually going on like the first two games because like teams like Germany, game one, they're going to come out firing and they were able to capitalize on Finland who just, again, couldn't really get it going. So, um, I mean, as a ter- as this few days, usually days three and four, when you get a really good idea of exactly, and yeah, no, for sure. I am by myself now. <laughs> I see you. I see you. Oh, you just cut out for a second. It's all good. Okay, good. <laughs> Sick. This is, um, this is, but yeah, uh, this I love the, again. I the only World Juniors, the only World Juniors I ever complain about is that stupid fucking summer World Junior tournament. It's the worst <laughs> hockey tournament of all time. Um, so yeah, I'm I'm very content with how it's, this year's going. First two days. I, I love I love this because you you go full heel on that tournament and I go, or that like that one year's tournament I go full heel on the stupid fucking World Cup because I, I I will never understand putting a tournament right before preseason where like guys where you expect guys to actually play balls to the wall for a fake Olympic trophy and risk injury I everyone's like oh we want well, the World Cup I go fuck that dude I don't want to see the World Cup back I'd rather have a I'd act like the the long summer it is than than that. I think if your justification for hating the World Cup is because it's right before the year guys are risking injury, that's a fucking loser take. That oh, come on, dude. Awesome. North America was the most joke of a team I've ever seen in my life. What do you mean? When people wear that jersey, I'm like, what are you supporting? McDavid Fun and Fun Hockey only? Dude, it's Fun fucking hockey. a joke, dude. An absolute joke. You didn't watch it. I watched the whole thing and I was just like, no, was that meme didn't. with like the Arthur Fist? I was like, what is this garbage we're watching here? Oh my God. You're the get off my lawn guy. Dude, I'm usually the glass half head. full guy. All right. And I, I have no time for that farce of a fake ass wannabe Whatever, Olympic dude. tournament. <laughs> they won't let them go to the Olympics. That tournament was still very fun. And Team North America was electric. They had McDavid, Matthews, Goudreau, fucking, uh, I'm trying to think of, oh, the funny edition, Ryan Murray. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> In oh, all yeah. seriousness, if that tournament does pick up, it's more ammunition for Gary to be like, well, we don't need to go back to the Olympics. And I do not even want him to have that in his back pocket at all. I want him yeah, to I fight mean, for those guys. Yeah, yeah, who knows if they'll ever fucking go back there. Yeah. Anyways, uh, let's get through some comments here. Uh, Z, who do you think is the best prospect this year on the Slovak team? Uh... Well, they have one of my favorites for 2025 on the team. I don't really I can't think if he actually played a whole lot. Luca Rado. I don't know how to say his last name. It's too long. <laughs> he's uh, But he's lighting up the J20 in Sweden this year as a double underager. Um, but this was a this was always going to be a huge like statement tournament. Like guys that needed to have a good tournament. Philip Mayshar was probably the top of that list. So, so far he's been phenomenal. 
Um, so I'll put him there. Like, I just love watching him play when he's on. Like, he's he is a fucking game breaker. Um, and I'm definitely he showcased himself the last or the first two games of the tournament. So I'll go with Mayshar. I love watching him play when he's on. Um, and he needed it because after like after since he got drafted, it was he's his plays just been up and down. So um very happy that he's uh lighting it up so far. There you go. Thank you so much, Joseph, Hell for yeah, joining. Joe Appreciate Hansen you, man, because we're big Slovakian uh U20 team fans here, as you can see, we've been swooning over their play. Sean saying, uh, now that the sticks have more flex and goalies play on their knees more often, is the Michigan even that impressive anymore? Nah. What? It, it's insane how like the Michigan like guys are scoring the Michigan, or they're pulling that off, and like you're like, oh, that was sick. And then then you just move like they're just doing it. Like they're so fucking good at it. It's almost like, like automatic when they pull it, it off. Dude. It's nuts, man. It's nuts. Cause like, yeah, even even 10 years ago, like me just graduating high school, if I would have seen that, I would have been losing my shit. And like I'm not like deep, like I'm not used to it by any means, but it's like I I we see this every year. It's like it's not like we see this one, two, three times, right? Um, I compare it to like, you know, I'm a, again big combat sports fan. When you see like a rare submission happen. I've seen some like this one rare submission that's happened once in like the last 30 years happened three times this year. And so the same thing, you know, it's, it's similar. It's like, guys, the skill level in, in sports, in hockey, um, in particular, talking about this, it's just absolutely through the roof right now. So um, I'll say no, I'll say no, it doesn't really, doesn't really even matter anymore. Uh, me and yeah, Mark, like uh, the wild could get anything from a top 10 pick to a high 20s pick. I don't want to fall in love with the player just for them to get picked in the top 10 while we are in the 20s. And that was referring to a mean Mark saying, I can't get into the 2024 draft talk right now. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, uh, what's up, RJ? Good to see you, buddy. Thank you so much for uh, for always hopping in and letting us know the schedule for the NHL week. Uh, the North American young team was sick. Isha's worst take easily. It is a fucking farce, dude. It wasn't even a real team. Another correct take from Sean. Oh God, I definitely I'm on an island on that one for sure. I think I was even my friends in Canada have that fucking disgusting jersey, dude. Uh, now I want the World Cup, but no stupid North America versus Europe crap. Let's go. At least Mean Mark is kind of in my corner here. Split the teams into countries. Split the Canadians and Americans if you want. World Baseball Classic was stupid too, but it helped the game. See, that's my my thing is there's a there's a lot to chew on here, Mark. Um, I don't think again it might help the game, quote unquote, but by doing so, it's not going to allow player. It, it's going to further the chance of us having NHL players at Olympics and we need NHL players back at Olympics, dude. Uh, Granlin had a pretty sick full speed Michigan in the world championship a long time ago. Yeah. It's because no one gave a fuck about playing defense in uh, the world cup. Cause it doesn't matter. Oh, sorry. Look world championship. World finding championship. reasons to be miserable. <laughs> like I said, I'm usually, I'm smiling. I'm smiling, dude. I'm on a show with Z with, with, with the host of Judd's buds. I'm far from miserable. I'm honored, sir. <laughs> Yes, there it is. That's my guy. Uh, yeah. How how do I say it's Radivojevic? Is that right, yeah. Joseph? <laughs> it's like, yeah, I don't know. Either way, he's uh he's he's like one of the top producing demon in J twenty play, like U twenty in Sweden right now, and like he's sixteen. Uh, that's made the fucking World Juniors team. So that's unbelievable. He's phenomenal. 
on I your... can't believe <laughs> it's all good z um i see you're having some connection issues we're pretty much at the end of the show um wild beat the canadians but the canadians shouldn't have gotten two goals in the third typical wild taking their foot off the gas after the second and i mean quick word on those boston games if we can even hear from you and then we'll, we'll wrap up here yeah i i've already i've put my i'm it feels nice to um get back into my negatives takes on the uh, the Bruins they stink um and I, the fact they're in first place is bananas to me the fact they backed as many points as they did but the games the Minnesota Boston games are incredible hockey games now I'm miserable the whole time because they hate each other and they fight and I'm like I fuck I don't know what to do um so those <laughs> were great wins and the way they did it with was a very exciting hockey game so everyone wins there um well, they're hot right now, dude. They look great under Hunt so far. And um, we'll see if they can just mount a strong, strong little, strong few games here. They'll, they'll be back in the playoff picture. It's interesting. That, the Central Division is fascinating to me. Like, so, um, and I mean, just like that race for the wild card spot in the West is, is I think it's very much up for grabs. So um, I like what the Wild are doing right now. They're playing fun hockey. And uh, the good vibes are just back. Flurry's hair right now on the bench looks phenomenal. Not a strand out of place. He looks incredible right now. I the camera keeps going to him on the bench, and he looks amazing. It looks like uh, looks like your your beautiful salad. That's the first thing I thought of. I was like, oh my god, he's he's repping Z's Z's haircut right now. I need to get one. I fucking am so bad at like being an adult. It's insane. Dude, I was being serious. I was actually giving you a compliment. And this is from someone who hadn't cut his hair in fucking two and a half years and finally got a haircut. Oh, I, I, hate, you a I hate having long hair. I have long hair now. It drives me insane. And I'm too fucking tired all the time. But I just never go get a haircut. I'm always just like the barber's down the street. And I'm like, I can't get up. I can barely get up and like sit down at the computer right now to do that. I can't do it. Like, I, I just, I am bad at being an adult. I'll never be good at it. And that's fine. I guess. Hey, I'm not good at being adult either, but that's that's what Hoppy's for. He uh, he's he's there to keep us in check. <laughs> Try to stream the wild game at the same time right now. It's not working. Uh, it's all good, man. We'll uh, we'll leave it at that. We'll leave it at that. Time to watch some Minnesota Wild hockey. We will be back next Wednesday live. I'll be filling in for Hoppy again for the next few weeks, and we'll really dive into the Minnesota Wild next week. Um, we covered mostly the World Junior this week, and we'll, we'll put a bow on the World Junior Championship next week as well. Continue to talk about Minnesota Wild prospects, but uh, with that, Z, I, I don't. I'm not as. I'm not as. I don't have a smart remark like Sean. I don't have a movie quote like Hoppy. You have the final word, my man. I'll just say what I usually say, because usually by the end of like the two hours, I'm we're laughing about something stupid. So I just said, just fucking end it. Just All right. end it. Pull the plug. Thanks, everyone. Just hit me.